Welcome back to another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'm your host, Ryan Elke, and we have a preview versus Iowa coming up, number five. Yay. Luca Garza with no Xavier Tillman here this year. Let's get into it. Ready? One, two. another episode of grass is always greener here's your host ryan elke thursday night 9 p.m that's the next game it's against number five iowa hey welcome into another episode of grass is always greener i'm your host ryan elke you can download and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast whether it's google apple or spotify just subscribe leave a review only if it's five stars. If you say anything less, don't do it. Just, I don't know, message me on Twitter if you want to say bad things about me. That way I can ignore it easier and doesn't affect my ratings. Boom. It's a win, win, win. It's the only way we have those outcomes if it's a win, win, win situation. So let's break into it. Uh, coming up Thursday night. You're traveling to Iowa. I'm recording this on Wednesday. Michigan State leaves tonight. To travel to Iowa, and there is some complications. Tom Izzo announced that uh, freshman Mati Soko and also his son Stephen Izzo have tested positive for COVID-19. Um, when he said this on Wednesday, they said it had been about four days since they tested positive. So it's, that's about what Sunday that they did. So they go into a 17-day um quarantine the players do not the team um is also said that the reason why michigan state is not in a shutdown right now or game cancellation or postponement hasn't come was due to the fact of the big 10 daily testing so as soon as they tested positive sissoko and steven Izzo, who do room together were immediately quarantined so right now there's no postponement. Iowa is aware of the situation. So there's been multiple Big Ten game cancellations, postponements so far. And a lot of it has been due to abundance of caution. So I guess right now it's on Iowa if they do want to postpone the game. Like if there's been no more positive tests in the last four days for Michigan State. So if Iowa all of a sudden doesn't feel comfortable then they will make that call as of now the game is going on thursday nine o'clock tip off which yay for us being in michigan it's a little more understandable being at eight o'clock local tip time but it, it's going to be a late night and hopefully it pays off for us the one kind of positive i guess going into iowa is a offensively they're they're just a juggernaut they have Luca Garza, probably one of the best player in the country, and they have three-point shooters as well. What's good about that for Michigan State is that's kind of a similar style of offense and makeup that they just faced in Purdue with Travion Williams down in the post and three-point shooters out 
on the outside. So one thing that you can take from this, you know, going into Iowa is that, A, like, you're not going to sh- shut down Luka Garza for two points and a half like you did Trayvon Williams, but hopefully he doesn't have a second half where it's like 24 points carrying the load. You hope you just like, because even in last year's game where we all thought that Xavier Tillman shut down Luka Garza and he slowed Luka Garza down a lot. Luka Garza still had 20 points on 50% shooting. Now, it's about, what's good about that is that you slowed him down. He didn't take over this game. He was just their leading scorer. And Luka Garza right now, I think, shoots close to 70%. So if you can keep that percentage down, keep him around that 20-point mark, then you're doing well. And if you're defending the three the way Michigan State has in the last two games where Rutgers couldn't hit a three, Purdue went 2 of 26, I think, in that game. So if you're guarding the three well, and that's the emphasis Tom Izzo has been making for these styles of teams of like, yeah, we'll guard the two hard. But again, three's more than two, so let's guard that three hard. So if you can kind of limit what Iowa can do from the three-point line, that gives you your best chance to win. What stinks, though, is that now with Mati Soko out, that tightens up that big man rotation, which you think he would have been getting some minutes against whether it's Garza or when Garza is sitting, Sissoko's out there to give Kithier, to give Malik Hall, to give Marcus Bingham those breaks that they need because it's going to take a lot to guard Luka Garza. So it'll be a bummer with Mati Sissoko out to kind of help spell those minutes from the other big guys because they're going to be exhausted in this game. Um, but Iowa, really high-functioning offense. They're a top-three offense in the nation. They're averaging damn near 92 points a game this year. Now, Big Ten plates slowed down a little bit. They're down to a whopping 84 points per game. But one thing about this Iowa team is that they like to run, and they also they don't defend the best. I mean, granted, they're averaging seventy three or averaging giving up seventy three points a game, but teams can score on them. And when it teams are scoring on them, it causes them a lot of trouble. If they're keeping teams under eighty a game, they win that game. If you're scoring over eighty, they have lost. They only have two losses on the year, but it's come when they've given up over 80 points. So that's a good and bad thing for Michigan State because, A, Iowa gives up 73 points a game. B, Michigan State's offense hasn't looked that great. So it's like if you're having a game like a couple games ago where just open shots weren't going in, it's going to be a long night. But if you're getting those open shots and hitting them and keeping up with Iowa's pace and you guard the three like the Spartans have been guarding the three the last few games, then this game can be competitive and Michigan State can be in this game in the end. One good thing that I'm looking forward to, I know Rocket Watts has had this sophomore slump, like something's not right, but last year in Iowa's game, he did really well. Grand, you have Cassius Winston running the point who had a phenomenal offensive game. 
over 20 points, 9 assists. But Rocket Watts had a great game with 21 points, 9 of 17 shooting. Like 7 of 10 inside the three-point, 2 of 7 from three-point land. Aaron Henry had a big game versus Iowa. So it's nice to see that two returning players, Aaron Henry, 17 points, 5 of 10 shooting, and 6 of 8 from the free throw line. So that's one thing you can hang your hat on is that there's two guys returning who have played well against this team. Granted, that game was almost a calendar year ago, and you don't have Cassius Winston, but you do have two players that have had success versus this team. Now, you just hope, we all hope that Rocket Watts can get back on track because we're all, I think, a little disappointed in his performance right now. And I'm not going to harp on the kid. I'm not going to harp on these kids that are maybe having a rough performance. It sucks as a fan, but again, I don't know exactly where they're at mentally, especially with everything that we've gone through as an entire country since March of last year. Like we don't know where their heads are at, where what what they're doing when they're having success, you know, in last year or previous years, to where how their routine has changed to where they're just not there on game day yet. Like they haven't found that routine to get them going. And I think we're just all now impatiently waiting for Rocket Watts to get there for Joshua Langford to get there, to Joey Hauser to getting back to there. And hopefully a game versus a team like Iowa that's not their greatest concern isn't playing defense. Like that's not number one on their, you know, to-do list. Their number one thing is to just score, 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 and score. So hopefully we can get a few easier baskets to get that confidence up. But it also take a huge team effort. Malik Hall, I think, needs to be a little more aggressive offensively. Josh Langford needs to take a little bit smarter shots. No more one step inside the three-point line, taking a long two. Take the step back, take the three, or drive in. Joey Hauser needs to get back on track. Needs to find those open shots. Like Aaron Henry's been the most consistent, like, a, his three-point shooting has been was a little suspect at the beginning of the year. By suspect, it was just bad. But in the last three or four games, he's shooting a good percentage. So see if he can keep that offensive rhythm up with a three, with driving to the basket. But what's plagued this team offensively is, A, not having a guy like Cassius that can take a team over when they're struggling, and also the abundance of turnovers that have been happening. Like, not having a complete game offensively on a consistent basis. We've seen good halves. Like, the first half against Purdue was good. You know, 31 points isn't a lot, but shooting 50%, playing good defense. But then it all went away in the second half because of turnovers, because of not being able to have a fluid offense throughout an entire half, whether it's turnovers or whether it's the phantom fouls that kept happening. Like, there has to be some calming nature on this offense to just get them in rhythm. So you hope with Iowa and the way they play defense that, you know, Henry, Watts, 
and Hauser can get things going for this offense. And then honestly, like enough of like a, a little of the preview for a second. I, it's just getting to the point now after the last few weeks. I think after seeing how a team like Michigan is playing as compared to Michigan State, you're almost looking like that's kind of what we were supposed to be. Like that's how we were looking at the beginning of the year where our elite defense was turning into great offense, was turning into points. And that's what hasn't happened for Michigan State. They're not forcing turnovers enough to go create easy baskets. They're not rebounding well enough to get out on a fast break. Their fast break points have been really low the last few games, and it's like, hey, because they're not rebounding well enough or they're just not pushing the ball well enough. People aren't running their lanes. Hey, like, we just we need another win. Like, we need another win. Like, it's not going to be like Rutgers where you just kind of end up blowing them out, but just a win versus a top team to get back on track. Because right now it's the make or break point of the Big Ten season. Like, you're two and four in conference. You get back within that one game of 500 and try to get on a roll here. Because if not, we can, like, A, the Big Ten title's already out of the question, I think, being, you know, that many games back from Michigan still being undefeated. It would take an incredible run where I think you could afford maybe one more loss to stay in it. And that that's just not happening right now for Michigan State. But to at least get everything back on track for when you go to the Big Ten tournament, for when you go to the NCAA tournament. So I may be kind of out of place to say that this could that this is a must-win game. I honestly feel like for Michigan State, have that confidence going forward. I think it is a must-win game going into Thursday. And it's not because, like, their whole season will be done. I just think that this team needs that win. Like, they need that confidence. They need that offensive flow to just reset their mind, their, their thinking. Because at the end of the day, like, the Rutgers win was nice, but I think in the back of all our heads, and maybe for the fans, it's just a must-win game. May not so much for the players. But in the back of our heads, like, yeah, Rutgers was a top 15 team when Michigan State beat them. In your mind, they're still Rutgers basketball. If you come out and beat, come out and beat Indiana on Sunday, we know what Indiana has been for a couple of years, and they haven't been that great of a team. So I think as a fan base, we're just Mentally, like, it's nice, but I don't think it gives us the confidence going forward. Like, it's like, are they are they a good team or are they just pretenders at the moment? So I think that's where we feel like that as a fan where it's like, we need to win this because it shows that we can beat the good teams. We can be that team again. Talking on the show, the radio show that I do about Michigan clobbering Wisconsin and how the Michigan fans weren't confident just yet about this Michigan team. They were liking what they were seeing, but they were waiting for that shoe to drop because last year they started out hot. They beat 
things like Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Creighton shot up to number four. Then they go to Louisville and lose. Then they lose to Oregon at home in overtime. And then they were just a 500 team for the rest of the year. So for a while, Michigan fans were like waiting for that shoe to drop this year. And even though they beat Minnesota, beat them well, you know what Minnesota basketball is. They're a fringe top 25 team every single year. So it's like, is that really a big confidence boost? Yeah, you beat Northwestern when they're ranked high. In your mind, they're still Northwestern basketball. Like, they haven't taken that step to be the great program. They're just having a good year. So, it's like, did their luck run out? So, like, that's where a win against, like, Wisconsin that they had gave a lot of confidence to their fans because you know Wisconsin is a top 10, top 15 program of the last few years. And I think that's what this win versus Iowa could do for Michigan State fans because... Iowa with Luca Garza is a top team. You know what Luca Garza is and how dominant he can be. And if you can beat that team, that gives not only the players confidence, it gives those us fans a hell of a lot more confidence going forward. That that's what that win against Duke early on in the season gave to us fans. Like, yeah, the win over Notre Dame was cool and nice. What's Notre Dame basketball? Honestly. A win against Duke at Cameron. We know that track record. We know what Duke is. We know how Duke can reload. Grant Duke's not having the best year, but that's the like that's the confidence. That's the, like the little bit of arrogance we need as fans to know like we can beat these programs. We can beat that team. We can beat that player. And I think like coming off of Purdue and the way they play basketball and the way Iowa plays basketball offensively, they're set up very similar. Big guy down low that can score, three-point shooters around them. And if you can just be a little more consistent the way they guard down low. So like Luca Garza doesn't have a dominant half that puts you in a hole. Michigan State has a chance. And I'm saying it's a slim chance because we saw the way they played defense against Purdue. They shut down the three-point line. They just fell apart in the last two minutes. So if you come back and just say to your team, we just need those two minutes to be better. And you can beat a team like Iowa. It's a lot. I said Iowa, good three-point shooting team, shooting 43% in Big Ten play. So they give up points, though. And I think this offense needs to face a team that gives up points. Because we we just need Rocket Watts to get back on track. I feel bad Harper on the kids. Sophomore, 19 years old. But where's the step? You've taken a sophomore slump. For me, personally, I need Rocket Watts to have a big game. I need to see him to get there. Like, drive hard to the basket. Finish strong. I know you love the floaters. Don't. Get the three-point shot going. We need Langford or Watts to get going consistently on offense. Because without them, we see what this offense is, and it's borderline inept. 
because A.J. Hogard right now, as a true freshman, he's not there yet scoring-wise. He's a good facilitator, just doesn't have that instinct yet to go in and finish baskets down low or to take the open shots. And it'd be nice to see Joey Hauser back on track. I don't know what's happened to him the last few games. I know he's gotten foul trouble a few games. But, like, where's the Joey Hauser that started off the season? We're like, whoa. Like, this is this is what you've been sitting on for a year? Like, this is what we've been waiting for? Where's that guy again? I'm putting a lot of hope in that this Iowa defense can give up those easy points to Michigan State. That Michigan State can get back to playing Michigan State basketball, rebounding, and go run. Because we haven't seen that in a few weeks. And we know that's what's causing a lot of these issues. There's been some iffy defensive, you know, outings. But the last few outings have given me hope that, like, all right, they're back. They're fine. We can You can win with that defense. It's when the offense just doesn't get going. And it's not necessarily because of bad shots. It's just because there's just no fluidity to it. And this Iowa team gives you that chance to be a little more fluid and to be more open. So that's what I got for the Iowa preview. Again, game is Thursday night, 9 p.m., another late night for us. And then they go on to take Indiana on Sunday at noon, so right before the NFL playoffs kick off. So we can get that game in, and hopefully we can just have a nice weekend because it's not fun last week starting your weekend off with a Friday night loss. But anyway, I'm Ryan Elke. This has been Grass is Always Greener. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysGreenMSU. Find me on Twitter at RyanEL underscore key. Download wherever, Apple, Google, Spotify. We're out. As always, go green. That's another episode of Grass is Always Greener. Make sure you subscribe. Apple, Google, or Spotify. Why not all three?